Hi, and welcome to podcast number five. Um, I have not been good at keeping up with this, so I'm going to stop making promises, but I will, I'm not giving up. I'm still here. I'm going to make this happen, just I need to do it more often. Um, Two, uh, I kind of have a cold, so I'm sorry if I may be sniffly or have a weird kind of voice. Um, Today, I'm actually going to try to do two podcasts, hopefully. Again, no promises, but I have two topics that I really wanted to talk about, uh, two very separate areas. Um, The first one I'm going to talk about is more tech-related, aimed for early-stage entrepreneurs, um, and what I'm going to call this podcast as execution is key, planning is everything. And I'll explain kind of what that means beyond just being a fancy slogan. Um, And the other topic uh, I'll get to in a separate recording, um, something much more along the lines of like, millennial generations versus old school uh, and part of what I said I would talk about as well things that are important to me and interest me and are part of me just by being a woman over 30 single New York what does that mean so that's the other podcast but back to this one um, execution is key planning is everything what this basically means is that in a nutshell I would say the high level is you know, many, many companies that I've seen, many early stage startups, and I'm, and I'm going to be focusing right now on B2B mainly, not um, B2C, but more B2B or B2B2C if you'd like. Um, there is a kind of constant theme I've been seeing of companies that are moving forward super, super fast and have to show, you know, they're signing deals, they get in front of the partners, which is fantastic and great, but they don't even have a plan for the next year. They don't know how they're going to maintain these customers. They don't know how they're going to facilitate it, how many people they need on board, how much of their money they're going to take, et cetera, et cetera. And this, in essence, from what I've seen, uh, it causes two things. It basically just causes chaos. You have a CEO and co-founding team that just becomes highly overwhelmed because things all of a sudden start ramping up way faster than they expected. And two, which is even worse, in the world of enterprise sales, especially, you know, B2B2C, as I said, you only have one shot, whether it's a, with a financial institution or a media company or a Fortune 100 company, whatever it may be, or uh, an insurance carrier, you have one shot. Um, there's zero patience when it comes to integrating with smaller companies. Uh, if you can't maintain that relationship, um, they won't be signing on for another another year, um, and that could harm their business. And uh, as large as the world is, uh, it's actually kind of small. And a lot of these companies talk to each other. So where I think all this comes from, I think all of it, you know, most of it has to do, you know, with, with the kind of the stress that comes with just being in, you know, being an accelerator, talking to venture capitalists, obviously fundraising in general, and just the whole, you know, the, the startup world, you know, us venture capitalists, we want to see fast returns. Uh, high returns and fast returns and entrepreneurs obviously want to provide fast results makes sense Um, you have the examples of Y Combinator like I said which is I think you know probably one of the most successful accelerators you're basically seeing uh, massive you know I don't know how many companies they have but like dozens of companies that after three months of coming in there have to stand on stage give their kind of basically you know ABC pitch because they're almost, almost saying the same thing (laughs) <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, this is what we've accomplished within three months. We've managed to grow this percentage week over week, and we have this many clients, and everything is go, 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 run, run, run. 
execute, execute, execute. And um, that I think causes or leads to in many ways. Um, so yeah, it makes a great demo day. And some of these companies, by the way, you know, do exceptionally well, right? But you know, we know that by Y Combinator's uh, you know, success stories and the like, but a lot of these companies will leave there and have kind of this quote unquote, oh shit moment, pardon my French, um, when they realize like, wait a second, so now I have demand uh, I, you know, people want to use my product. People want to, to, you know, they need help though. They need customer success kind of, and me to be available, but I'm actually still only a two or three person team. And I'm actually still trying to, you know, fundraise and I have to maintain these customers and make sure I don't lose them. What do I do? So the reason I, I call this execution is keep it planning is everything is because if you don't have mapped out kind of the basics, when you start, the sooner, the better, you can reach that overwhelming moment, that crucial moment, which is really dangerous, that could lead to, you know, basically losing customers. And the way that I think um, entrepreneurs should overcome this is like, I think the first thing that I would do in your go-to-market strategy, and you think about how you're going to build this and how you're going to kind of, kind of build out that roadmap for yourself is, first of all, when you think about just like map out your value proposition. And if we're talking about the world of B2B2C, like actually mapping out your, you know, if you're a SaaS company, then like your integration flow, right? Like what is the actual customer usage flow? What is it going to look like? How are you going to integrate? What are, you know, how is the transfer of data, the transfer of information, API connectivity, et cetera, et cetera. It's basically you showing that you understand how to solve their problem. You know what they're, you know what they have today. You know how you can work with them. What your touch points are with them, and this is just from probably initial conversations that you've had with the company. Because I'm assuming or hoping at least that if you're entering this space, you've done the research. So hopefully, you're basically trying to show, you know, how are you making their lives better or easier, and that obviously equals in the end of the day, what is your value to them, right? So <clears throat> build that integration flow, that kind of customer usage flow. And then the beauty that comes out of that is not only are you showing maybe the simplicity of your technology, how easy it is to integrate, hopefully, um, and the value that you can provide down the line, you're getting to a point after that where you're saying, okay, I also know now the touch points that I have between me, my team, and my business with my, my potential customer. Meaning if, you know, now that you know the integration flow and the usage, you know how many people do I probably need on my team to be able to facilitate this whole flow, starting from you know the person who's doing the you know lead gen and kind of reaching out to, to the potential client to having these conversations to starting the pre-sale POC conversations and then you know getting into the contract, etc., 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 etc. It is a huge, huge like it's a huge importance and a huge lifesaver down the line because you end up from there building your org chart and saying okay well now I know since the product basically looks and feels like this and this is the value that I provide over this amount of time I now know that I need to probably scale my business in the next 12 to 18 months to about I don't know five let's say six people I know exactly what positions they're gonna have um, and this is this is massive um, and there's an end of the day kind of when you know what talent you need you're basically then going to the next step after that, which is building your cost structure. And your cost structure is how you basically come up with your, you know, your financial model in many ways, right? This is, this is what you need for funding and financing your business. So I just mentioned three really important steps early, early on that entrepreneurs should do. Build your kind of your value proposition, your integration flow, your customer usage flow. How is this, how is this 
how are you solving that problem for the other person? What does it look like? How does it, how does it feel inside for the business? What are your touch points with this customer, this potential customer, hopefully? You know, and then like, what are the responsibilities that this person may have along the, 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 the value chain, right? Or the sales chain, whatever it may be, the integration funnel. And then how many people you think you will need on your team to make that happen and start figuring out how much does that cost? How much money do I need actually to reach my milestones and reach you know where I need to get to over the course of the next 12 to 18 months? Super, super crucial. And then obviously once you know that, you can say, okay, well, now I can start having these conversations. I know more or less kind of like, you know, what, how I'm going to approach these customers and what I need to get them. I'm coming prepared. And then what comes right after that makes even more sense, which is kind of building your customer or your partnership pipeline, right? Like who are your clients? Who are the low hanging fruit? Uh, how are you going to contact with them? Uh, when do you estimate to close a deal? Um, and then you build your pricing model, right? After you start having these conversations, you know who you should be talking to, who you're talking to first. How much are they willing to pay? How much are your competitors getting paid for or similar companies in the space? So everything kind of goes from one thing to another. So integration flow, customer usage flow, I would say, building kind of like your org chart for the next 12 to 18 months, building kind of that cost structure that you think you need in order to make this happen, and then you do your partnership pipeline or your customer pipeline, who you need to reach out to, uh, who's the low-hanging you know, low fruit, um, when you think you're going to close the deal, how big do you think this deal is going to be, right? You have to, at the end of the day, what is their lifetime value, right? Um, based on how much money you're going to take from them. So that leads to your you know, pricing model, building that kind of, comp you know, building that whole, all these are estimates, right? Like, and none of this, by the way, <clears throat> is ingrained in stone. Nothing is set in stone. This can be changed many times through your conversations, but what I feel from the conversations I've had with a lot of companies is that this is just your basis. Like you take this and from there, you know, this is like where, you know, you always look back to and how you start thinking and how from here you're gonna grow and you're gonna change and move things around according to conversations you have with clients, but it's such a good basis to start, right? And, um, and it also shows your customers that you're ready, that even if you're small, you have a plan. You know what you need to make this successful. You know what you need to, to you know, maintain them and make them happy and make sure that you know, even though they're huge and you're small, you will be there when, you know, when things don't work. You'll be there to answer questions. You'll be there you know, to talk about the contract, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, in my mind, this is, like I said, the roadmap is super, super important. It helps you execute better. It's not an exercise, it doesn't stall growth in my mind, unless you spend way too much time on this. You're not supposed to go nuts over this, but again, it's your basis. It's just the base. And then on top of that, you have the building blocks. Um, and I think this is the basis for your growth. Uh, you use this um, you know, as, you, as you change things around and as you pivot and, um, and you calculate on top of it. And I think, um, yeah, I think this is kind of the way to success and obviously all this information at the end of the day becomes part of your deck obviously right like this is how you get to fundraising better because you walk in the door and say this is what we anticipate this is what we think we're going to do and for vcs it's golden because again we all know things are going to change you're going things will you know you're going to have a lot of ups and downs you may pivot the business there'll be a lot of changes but it shows that you have a path that you have a system that you're thinking about, that you understand your customer, you understand the marketplace that you're playing in right now. Um, 
and it's it's just I mean that's how your investors know that you're capable of executing because you came with a plan and I've seen it time and time again it just makes a difference between a successful team and one that's needs help <laughs> let's put it that way um, so I hope that that was helpful I hope that gave kind of some some advice and thought for, for early early kind of seed pre-seed um, I would say pre-A also companies um, like I said always happy to answer questions if anybody has comments um, I should probably put my email somewhere but um, I think you can always comment for the podcast and I'm always available obviously on LinkedIn um, and happy to yeah happy to connect and, and see how I can can help um, thank you for listening I hope that was helpful um, and we shall talk soon thanks again bye-bye